Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you. But if you want to make love, then I do too, and I'll be right there behind you. Dun, da, da. Greetings, constant listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast. I'm your host for today, Michael Sislak Rothman, here in Kingfield to talk about all things Stephen King and The Simpsons. Because on Sunday night, for the first time ever, uh, The Simpsons' hollowed Halloween tradition, Trios of Horror, debuted a one-off installment entirely dedicated to Stephen King's It. Or more specifically, 2017's it, which uh, just so happened to celebrate its fifth anniversary last month. And seeing how we're a Stephen King podcast, not to mention we're called the Losers Club, for Christ's sake, we felt it would be appropriate to gather around the mic, chat Simpsonia, probably go on a couple of tangents, you know the drill. But before we do any of that, let me introduce my panel from Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> I've heard of Disco Stew, but Rockin' Randall? Say hello and tell us your ties to the show and if you're still a fan. Uh, Rock, I've, I've never heard of Rock and Randall. My name's Rock and Ralph. Uh, and, um, yeah, happy to be here. Happy to talk Simpsons. Uh, what can I say? I'm, uh, old school Simpsons fan. Um, been watching it since season one. Well, I was watching it since season one. Um, and, uh, I dropped off around probably season 10. Do you remember the episode that you were like, I'm done? Well, I don't remember the exact one, but my friend Dave uh, always had one that he cited, and I thought it was really, I feel, and I remember it was like one of the last ones I watched, and that was the uh, Loch Ness Monster episode. And I remember being like, all right, I think I'm, I I didn't like say I was out on that one, but my friend was always like, that was the one because that's when the show really abandoned all pretense of being like an animated sitcom. Like, because they always did stuff that they could only do in animation, and that you know is part of what made it great. But it was when the storyline sort of hinged on these fantastical yeah. uh, monsters, and I don't know stuff like that. And um, I thought that was a smart observation. But one of the last ones I think I remember watching was the, um, and I know this is kind of a notorious episode, is the Armin Tanzarian, like where Principal Skinner is like has an is not Principal Skinner or whatever. I remember that yeah. one. I didn't particularly enjoy, and I I was checking out around that time. So. I mean, I, and I haven't really watched a lot of Latter-day Simpsons, and so this was, but I know I know a lot of, I feel like the, the trend now is to defend Latter-day Simpsons, because I think it's the blowback from people saying Latter-day Simpsons was really bad. I haven't really watched it, um, so this is was really interesting for me, because I watched yeah. a couple Latter-day ups, so I have some thoughts on that. But anyways, uh, you know, the first eight seasons I know by heart. I watch them after Old. school every day, and um, half my vocabulary is informed by them. So, Well, you mentioned Ralph. Is that your favorite character? He's up there. I always love Ralph. I mean, I say um, uh, my cat's breath smells like cat food all the time. <laughs> and um, But no, I mean, a favorite character I was always Homer. I was a Homer guy. Yeah. Oh, Homer guy. Well, never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, down past Springfield, Illinois, that is, from Nashville, 
where Paul Anka's guarantees uh, are <laughs> null and void. Jen, say hello and tell us your history with The Simpsons. Hey, this is Jen Souza T-shirt Adams, and uh, I love The Simpsons. I remember when I was a kid, my mom worked on Sunday nights, and she did not approve of Married with Children and Living Color or The Simpsons, but she wasn't home, so we watched all of them. Oh, heck um, yeah. Yeah, we were really into it. And I watched them. Like, I bought the DVDs before you could stream any of this. Yeah, and I would same. just play them over and over and over again. Um, and I watched until, I think, around season 10, 11, you know. I don't remember the episode that made me turn away. But I remember the last one that I really enjoyed is the episode where Homer gets the gun. You know, and so I yep. just run around and say, see you in hell, dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, was Homer your favorite also? No, no. Lisa was my favorite. <laughs> Same. Love yeah. Lisa. Yeah. Lisa's my favorite. That's my I mean, MVP. I like Homer, but you know. That checks out, Lisa Jen. Girl. You are Lisa. I, I you know what? I, I actually girl, thought yeah. that, I thought that she'd say Lisa. Because we was were gonna... deciding last night who we were and yeah. Oh, yeah. it was Bart, which I was. Yeah, you yeah. are a Bart. I can um, see Bart. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. forgot. Millhouse is my favorite, obviously. Oh, I was going to oh, say. Yeah, yeah. Millhouse makes sense. Millpool. Great. Millpool. Yeah. <laughs> God, classic. Well, over in the Big Apple, hopefully. Not chuggling in uh, a good old clav Uh Caffrey, <laughs> yeah, say hello and tell us why you maybe dropped The Simpsons or do you still watch The Simpsons? I feel like you're off and on. I, I feel like sometimes you're catching up on seasons and sometimes you're not. Where, where are you at now? Well, this is Dan Castellanated Caffrey in the Big Apple yeah. drinking a crab juice, not a Mountain Dew. Uh, if you get that reference. <laughs> well, that's the clav that I was saying. It's, oh, that's it's, what they call oh, it. I used to always think it was, cl- uh, yeah, I thought it was, I always thought it was crab kolosh, but I looked today and it's K-H-L-A-V kolosh. So I was like clav kolosh. Oh, I always thought he was just called crab juice, but that makes sense yeah. that it would be called that. And then Homer says something else. I mean, Simpsons was gospel growing up, like no exaggeration on UPN every day, come home. 5 o'clock p.m., they showed two episodes. It was kind mm-hmm. of just always showing mm-hmm. every episode in rotation in order. Um, and the only reason I stopped watching is because I went to college in 2002 and I didn't have cable or TV. I mean, I didn't need cable, but I didn't even have basic cable in my dorm room. Um, and I will admit, even by that point, I think that was season 13, and I think at the last episode was when like Homer became a cop or something. It wasn't that great of an episode. It was like the season 13 finale. Seems and, like it aged great too, probably. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, ACAB, am I right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but anyway, um, but uh, yeah, and I, I remember I, I feeling like that. The la- seasons one through 12, I loved them. 13 fell a little eh. And by the time I moved to Chicago, I would check in here and there. Also, because there was an episode where they went to Chicago uh, right when I moved there. Which wasn't the best episode, but they did make fun of the improv scene of Second City, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> well like, deserved. Was, oh, totally, yeah. And, and they even had like the guy playing piano with it. I mean, it was very like accurate. Um, and then you know, I saw the Simpsons movie, which I didn't love. And then I would check in here and there, and I wouldn't say I hated the, what I saw of the later seasons, but it just felt a little different. Although watching what we're about to talk about I, it actually did feel pretty throwback to me and did feel like it was captured some of that more, I don't want to say slow burn humor, but not, not quite as zingy. I feel like the new episodes that I've, I've checked in with every now and then have just been very like quippy, if that makes sense. And the Simpsons was never a quippy show to me growing up. It was almost very like, it took you a second to get the joke, right? Especially if you, yeah, were which is the kid. greatest part about it. Um, exactly. And this actually felt a, a little bit like that to me. I mean, and obviously there's the, convergence of our interests with the Stephen King connection. But yeah, man, I mean, I, it was a, I was a Simpsons household, Fox kids. I, I'm not I, Fox kids. Like, yes, the animation X-Men Spider-Man, but then also yeah. I, I was a Fox kid who I loved Herman's head 
down the yes. shore love with the great theme head. song. Down the shore, Wait, wasn't Herman's from Head? Isn't that the show that? No, that was, I was thinking of Dream On with the boots. I don't know why I can. <laughs> Herman's them. Head has William like, Ragsdale from yes. Fright Night. Because I was and just the, like, wait, Herman's had there's boobs in that, but I was thinking of Dream On. <laughs> Brian Benjamin. Like, why is that on Fox Kids? Uh, ca- Capital Critters, you name it. I was down oh, I for all Capital the adult. I, and I, I what about Eek the Cat? You like Eek the Cat? Love Eek, oh, Eek, Eek, Eek the, the Cat. cat. Man, Eek you're the cat. me back. Who, who are those <laughs> bears that Eek the Cat, uh, the, the, the Huggy Bears or something? It was like a bear franchise that Eek loved. And there's an episode where they remember. help him out. And one of them re- is like German. And he reaches down and says, come with me if you want to live. And I thought that was like such a funny thing as a kid. I felt cool because... Weirdly enough, I felt like I had friends and family members who um, their parents would let them watch like 90210, but they wouldn't let them watch The Simpsons. Like The yeah. Simpsons seemed so taboo. So I always felt like a kind of a cool kid that we were such a Simpsons household. And uh, it's the only show where I've seen 13 straight seasons of it and that there is still much more I haven't seen than I have seen. It's so crazy to think. Yeah. I know. And I want I mean, me and Flieger used to like do Simpsons trivia at lunch. I mean, I was just such a hardcore fucking fan. And uh, I, this made me want to go back and rewatch all of it. But I'm like, that's that's 21 seasons. It's I, a lot. I, so it's I don't know. I know Justin, Justin did it. Justin just recently, did it. So. Yeah. Justin just yeah. did it. Yeah, so, yeah, he did during the pandemic. Justin watched every episode, so uh, it's great background. Like I've put it on, and just like all of a sudden, I'm through four seasons while I was working. Oh on yeah, something, but, I, yeah, I, yeah. I but knowing Justin, he probably like didn't have his cell phone on and just was yeah. watching it, <laughs> like 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 the gif no of, of, of uh, Lenny when he's, when he's <laughs> oh, sitting yeah. there like this. Like that's probably what I imagine. It's he's like doing. when uh, Milhouse is playing Bone Storm and he's just yeah. in the chair with like, his hair. Yeah, back. Just, it, just nothing else. Um, uh, yeah, but I've I've thought about going back and watching at some point because it's such an integral part of my childhood um like randall was saying i think we were it's probably responsible for my vocabulary and what how i yeah. feel about pop culture and the things i like so anyway i could go on and on for all well I care what's about your who's season. your favorite who's your soulmate your simpson soulmate or springfield soulmate i mean it's funny because growing up i feel like i always yeah I felt like I maybe wanted to fancy myself as a Bart, but if I think about the characters that genuinely make me laugh, it's like Millhouse, Flanders, like the Simpsons does the quote unquote nerds really well. And they make them really like, honestly, Flanders, I think has a super interesting character arc for many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, <laughs> I think about him, uh, when he's in the musical version of Streetcar Named Desire and having his <laughs> yeah. shirt off and he's buff, like what a, what a great like character moment for him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, yeah, I'll, I'll say Flanders. It's I like Otto a lot too. I don't know. Simpsons does Misfits really, really well. So um, yeah, but you love yeah. a Misfit for sure. I do. Um, I do. And I like a Misfit too, which is why at my side, uh, the itchy to my scratchy, the scratchy to my itchy, uh, Ralph Wiggum's best friend, mm-hmm. um, Sammy, <laughs> say hello. And you're a relative newcomer to uh, yes, the streets I of Springfield. Definitely am. I am Sammy Wiggle Puppy. <laughs> So nice. I had never seen. Is that a late seen... period reference? No, <laughs> no that is early it's, on. It's, it's my favorite. I literally named my dog walking <laughs> business Wiggle Puppy Walkers after the episode. Yeah. Like my business cards say Wiggle Puppy Walkers with Wiggle Puppy on it's, the card. It's is Ralph's that the little... imaginary friend. Oh, I I didn't know if it was Martin's like toy dog when they go to uh the the Sun Sphere or whatever. Oh man, Martin is such a good character too. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Martin's I'm just really yeah. a great character. It's Martin an episode Prince. where like he's Ralph's just running around in a circle, it's, like barking. When, it's when Bart's <laughs> friends hangs oh, out right, with right, Ralph. Right. Okay. And it's like, oh, what is he, what is he doing? And he's like, oh, he's uh, chasing Wiggle Puppy. Oh, that's uh, just Wiggle Puppy. <laughs> oh, that's like, just Wiggle Puppy. He Him just and barks. <laughs> it, I just fucking I lost yeah, it. So yeah. I had never seen an episode of The Simpsons before two years ago. Yeah. Oh wow! When it came to Disney Plus, which is 
crazy because it wasn't that I was like not allowed to watch it or anything. And I love animation. I just never <laughs> watched an episode. I, I didn't. I, I don't know. I just didn't think it was for me, I guess. Um mm. Because it was so popular, and you also I like colossal. Born when the good exactly, were yeah, I was born in '93. <laughs> so by the time I was like coherent enough to watch it, everyone's complaining about how terrible it is now. <laughs> so I was like, why am I gonna yeah. do that? Um, and it was like not super accessible because I was like, I'm not gonna go buy this box set for this thing that I don't know if I like or not. Um, and so when it came to Disney Plus, and it was during COVID, Leaguer was like, you have to watch. Like you guys showed me your favorite episodes, yeah. and I just fell in love like bought little t-shirts i'm wearing a t-shirt right now i have an itchy scratchy t-shirt i just i loved it yeah. and and now i'm like watching all of them trying to catch up because you've just only showed me like the best of the best and so i think i only have that in my head now like oh these these episodes are so great and now when i see any new ones i'm like Ugh. well it's mm. like you could see the quality dip i mean it's it's so strange when we were binging these together it was wild to me because I, I had the DVDs too, Jen. But even with the DVDs, you still had to wait between seasons. Yeah. So it kind of felt as if, you know, you were lingering around with those episodes. Because when I would buy like the, I mean, I bought the first seven or eight seasons, I think, in DVD. And I think I just I just devoured those episodes because I also had those on recorded. But when we were binging them, what I noticed was that you were like flying through the golden era within like a week and it was easy to do yeah and, like, and so good it's and so i liked rewatching them too because i would like catch jokes a second time because sometimes it's so fast and there's so many jokes in a row that i would only be laughing i'd be well, laughing at a joke and then another one would go by and i couldn't catch it well kind that's of. the thing about living with these seasons and like that's mm -hmm. why i'm saying the bit the binge model is so strange with this because with with the week to week in the way that i mean you talked about upn caffrey but the the rerun aspect of it for me was what and living with these episodes, in addition to well, waiting for the new seasons or the new episodes to run, you really did get to kind of just soak up these episodes to the point where like the smallest jokes were going to, you know, come come through. Like I, you know, the reason why we're best friends here and all we're close friends is because we love our niche jokes. Like, I mean, Randall and I can quote the, every line in Tommy Boy. And I feel like <laughs> the diehard Simpsons fans can do that with episodes. And I think mm. that's kind of what makes that that original run so special. And I... I can't speak for the newer fans out there, but I just don't think that they're doing the same I mean, sort I'm of... I mean, I'm a newer fan, and I i mean, you can see it. Like, it's just... The, the dip, you can see the dip. And yeah, even watching yeah. the Treehouse of Horrors, because we've watched them the last... We haven't even watched all of them, because there's no, so no. many, but we've watched them the last two years that they've been on streaming, and this year is my third year watching the old ones, and I've been catching jokes, like the, um, the episode where he kills Flanders... <laughs> and um, like he's on his fog walk. He's like, it's a wonderful night for a fog walk. Like just shit that I wasn't catching the first yeah. time that was funny this time because I knew when the jokes were that I laughed at the first time. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like looking for, for new ones to laugh at. So like it's it's been fun rewatching them now as like someone who's been watching them for two years. But I mean, coming into it, I didn't even know who shot Mr. Burns. Like I knew nothing about anything really. Like I still will ask like, who is this character? Mm -hmm. Because I'm still kind of learning, but if I if I like something, I go full fledged oh, I know you into do. it. I know you yes, do. like it's a problem. Well, it's it, it's certainly been fun for us the last few weeks, which is why I really wanted to do this episode, is because we've really been kind of devouring the Treehouse of Horror brand. I mean, it's been such a in an era. I mean, not to say look, we're pros. We've seen pretty much every horror movie out there. So for me, it's been nice to just kind of. I don't know, put back on a Treehouse of Horror episode and let, you know, four of them run and not have mm -hmm. to like seek out a horror movie that I'm either going to rewatch or be disappointed in. So in that respect, it's been a lot of fun. And then we went to a pop-up bar this past week mm -hmm. in Chicago. And so I been, knew all the references. And you finally knew the references. <laughs> so it's been a lot of fun. And 
so it, I'm glad that we're all here talking about this because this is I for me as a as a diehard I was a diehard fan of The Simpsons growing up. I had the books. I really loved the. I mean, in my bathroom, you could you, you TMI, but you would have the guide that you would read mm-hmm. over and over again that had all the cut downs of like who wrote the episodes, who directed all the inside jokes, and I had that. And I've read it like, and that's saying something because as someone who lives with him and like has been in a relationship with him for almost five years, he hates animation. Hate animation. Like yeah. I can't get, and I love it. So yeah. it's very bizarre that like this thing that's animated he loves, and I never really well, gave the time of day. And I think the reason why for that is because with The Simpsons, it like it it took the idea of animation and it, it was so secondary. Like you didn't think about it because a lot of the stuff were like more adult and realistic themes in mm-hmm. larger than life situations. And I think that was kind of the, the original cell growing up. And I mean, I think they, they lean a lot on the pathos and stuff like that. With a lot of these episodes because they don't have some of the jokes, but I, I think it's interesting that we're talking about the Simpsons just to keep going here. Um, because a lot of the, the stuff that we've been talking about this year, especially around and I, when we've been talking to the, the, the two Chapo guys is the idea that like King is really a distinct icon in a way that very few are. Like we've talked about how Spielberg's very similar to him, but I'd kind of argue that the Simpsons are on the same tier. Like they're, oh, absolutely. they're, they're like that yeah. ubiquitous pop culture institution that A, everyone knows about, B, continues to keep churning out content, and C, stays relevant. I mean, obviously diminishing returns to the Simpsons, but look, we're here talking about a new episode. It's been on for over 30 years. They're on the 34th season now. Like it's, there are a lot of similarities here. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that? I mean, is it? I mean, uh, I think I've seen like again loving animation in the aughts. Like you, you see, watching these old episodes, I'll go like, "Oh, Family Guy did that." Like yeah. everything is taking like South Park does it too. They take from The Simpsons because it's the OG animated series that was like huge. And I think as kids, when you're watching it, I'm sure like if I were you, because I was the same way when I would watch adult content. When you get the jokes, you feel like very adult as a kid. Yeah, and I think yeah. that I think that applies to King and Spielberg. You can see his their DNA and in, in, in things, you know, 20, 30, 40 years after their their OG intent. Um I mean, where I mean, is it Randall, what do you think about that? Cuz I know that we've been really kind of building on that narrative all year. Um Yeah, and- I mean, it's like it's like uh how do I put this? The it, it like quality be damned, it's so enmeshed in culture that yeah. it doesn't it's kind of transcended quality at this point it's like snl like snl is somehow always part of the conversation despite the fact that it is like painfully unfunny and uh i mean some would disagree but it's like and then the simpsons to me i wouldn't call it painfully unfunny but it is something that always manages to be part of the conversation despite the fact that it's not nearly as popular as it used to be it's everything is looked at it through like Sammy just mentioned South Park and Family Guy. You can't really talk about any of those shows without talking about The Simpsons, even though they have forged their own individual brands. And many shows have pivoted off of them. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that has a lot more South Park DNA than it does Simpsons DNA. But we still filter it through that lens because like, yeah, like The Simpsons is kind of the the alpha and the omega in a lot of ways of, of animated content, modern animated content. And for better or worse. And uh yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And I mean, even the like the 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 kind of discussions and arguments around representation in art, like The Simpsons was even a flashpoint of that because, you know, the Hari Kondalova uh documentary came out, the whole Apu thing and Hank Azaria, like all of that stuff 
was also like when all of those things needed to be discussed in culture, like the Simpsons was at the center of that conversation. And I think that speaks in a lot of ways to just how cemented and it is into the, like the firmament of pop culture. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Jen, like, what do you think? In a way that this is what I think the Simpsons and King do so well, because they both really digest pop culture and it comes out in their art, but in a way that doesn't feel dated, you know, like, I watched the Cape Fear episode, which is my personal favorite, but and like I could date it because that was like kind of in the zeitgeist, but it still feels relevant now or still feels enjoyable. But you watch an episode of South Park and it is just so parodying the current discussion yeah. that if you don't know what that discussion is, you're lost. Like I watched an old episode of SNL a while ago and it was like from the 90s and they were talking about this movie and I had never heard of this movie. And so I didn't understand anything this guy was talking about and I feel like King and the Simpsons like they're so good at not letting the pop culture references date them because it really it feels like digesting pop culture and like putting it out in a new form rather than just kind of mirroring it back you know yeah oh 100% 100% well Caffrey the I mean you've seen every South Park episode how do you distinguish the two of them do you think that they've kind of reached that echelon as well now yeah, I don't know because well, something I keep thinking about is you know we're even just in this conversation examining how The Simpsons has informed us and how it's become a part of our vocabulary and it's so ubiquitous. I don't think that's the case for kids growing up now. I might be wrong. Maybe I'm just old and out of it and not in that scene. But I don't think that uh, the youth today um, absorbs it in that kind of way. I almost feel like the audience is probably more people either our age or slightly younger who have stayed with it. I could be totally wrong about that. The thing I do think South Park has going for is I feel like weirdly because it is so up to the moment, it is more quotable for younger audiences at least. Like Mm -hmm. I remember when I was working at Groupon and I started there when I was 26, which seems so young to me now, but I was on the older end of writers they hired there because they hired a lot of people right out of college. I remember hearing people quoting South Park all the time. And then when I would talk to my cousin who was in high school, he's still quoting South Park all the time. And so even though I don't know if, well, no, I guess when I just think about like, buzz what i hear what what i what i hear on the streets pop culture wise right i weirdly do hear about south park more i'm not saying that it means that the episodes are the same as they were back then but i don't know man i may have watched every episode of south park i reviewed it for like the better part of the last decade and they're still cranking out some knockout episodes especially this past season where they only had to worry about doing a few um and i don't know i i don't, I don't want to say the simpsons isn't doing that because i'm not watching it but I just feel like I'm hearing the I, I hear about South Park still the way I used to hear about The Simpsons when I was younger, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree with that. Um, I think it's because The Simpsons, like when I watched some of the older episodes that you showed me, it's like they would do stuff like the monorail song. It's like that's ah, such a amazing. strange thing. Like it's not popular or anything like that. And yet it was everyone was singing that song. And it's like, who was talking about monorails yeah. at that well, it's, point? It's because it's like a ubiquitous thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, and that was one of the things I think that The Simpsons were so good at. It was, was Conan. just being able to pull like, <laughs> the older stuff where I think that, I mean, look, it's the elasticity of, of, of your own IP. It's like, at some point, you are just going to have to start tackling the most topical shit. I mean, because The Simpsons do it all the time. So it's not like, you know, I think, I think with, with what makes that golden era so rich is the fact that it was it's kind of like when you when I talk about the Twilight Zone writers, you know, or even just the writers that we love and respect, like King. They all grew up in an era where 
so many of these writers and so much of the pop culture was really like the 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 I don't know the the bedrock of what was in that lane or what was in that you know what was going on in that um that sort of genre like when you think about sci-fi like the twilight zone really does kind of set the the bar like they kind of set the bar and that ultimately influences king in writing their stuff and with the the simpsons a lot of these comedy writers were coming in with stuff that they they knew from their parents who were kind of knowing a lot of the stuff from the the original tenets of television so a lot of this stuff has already been ingrained into history and so at that point it's fair game it's going to be here forever it's like you know, and even the construct of The Simpsons itself, it's built, it's basically a modern Flintstones, right? A more, a more grounded Flintstones that's, that's set in middle America. Like that itself is a timeless construct. And like, I think you were saying that like, what is it? I guess the only thing that has aged bad is the, is our own culture. Like you were saying that like Homer's wage or something like that oh, is like, yeah. is actually like, better back in the nineties than oh, yeah. it is for regular wage. Now. And he's supposed to be like, you know, they're supposed to be lower middle class, yeah. you know, and it's just it was showing us a piece of America that I don't think a lot of shows were showing at the time, I guess, like because he was an alcoholic dad yeah. and, <laughs> and like not great to his. I mean, he's like strangling Bart yeah. most episodes, but it still is played for laughs. And you still like I mean, I've cried but, in episodes like the show has in heart. Well, the range is a huge part of the, the I think, again, the, the word I was just using is elasticity. And, and I think a lot of it does. It's, it's it is showing us something that we're familiar with. While also using familiar constructs, because I, I bring up I bring up the Flintstones because even the show is very self aware of just how <laughs> indebted they are. Like I think at one point, like they like I mean, he literally does this. The he Simpson, does, he Homer does Simpson. the opening theme and he, he slides down the smokestack of the power plant and he goes, he, he's a Simpson, Homer Simpson. He's yeah. the greatest guy in history, and he hits a chestnut tree. When and all, even even Twilight Zone, the show reference between the Leonard Nimoy stuff and then the oh and yeah, this, so yeah. much Twilight Zone, yeah. The, the because um, they knew it was it stood the test of time. Like yeah. they're making jokes for things that that are already so like you said mike that are ingrained yeah. in pop culture yeah so when you make jokes about things that are going on right now you don't know if it's going to be like something that people are still talking about in 20 years it's the risk that yes is the risk. Yeah. so and yeah. that's why when you go i've watched family guy episodes from the early <laughs> aughts and i'm like who are these people yeah. that they're yeah. talking about well, even yeah. even um i mean speaking about simpsons family guy and south park i mean it's I mean south park did the whole simpsons did it thing and yeah, yeah. it's funny but it's also totally true um I mean, you, think yeah. you think that's bad? You think that's bad? Hey, 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 that's sweet. But we wouldn't have Simpsons Family episode? Guy or like South Park or any of these animated series if The Simpsons didn't do well. It's because <laughs> yeah. every channel yeah, yeah. is just looking for their next Simpsons. Well, it's it, it's weird now because we, we we you think about that episode, Caffrey. That's like what fifteen years ago, if not more. It had to be more. Simpsons, than that. It's Simpsons got, Day was. The, yeah, you're probably right. That's it's like twenty years now at this point, which means that and South Park's still on. So South yeah. Park has now added twenty years on it, and so is Family Guy. And I so think now South Family Park's Guy's the that second, the second longest running animated show, long, long, not animated, even longest running sitcom next to The Simpsons, right? I think. And, I, and I imagine, then I imagine Family Guy is like right behind it. I mean, was there an adult animated series before The Simpsons? I, I mean, the Flintstones and like the the, the Hanna Barbera stuff is, but the it only wasn't thing that directed towards adults. But they, but adults still watched it. I mean, that, but it was it was one of those things where everyone knew what it is. It's like it's like the same thing with with Peanuts. But it's if they don't hit that level where I'm going to watch this even without my kids, like mm-hmm. that's what that's what that's what was the difference with The Simpsons. Like The Simpsons were for kids because I mean, you, I mean, we can't go into the whole history of this because we'll go on forever and we'll become mm-hmm. a Simpsons podcast, but. <laughs> When you when you look back at the history of The Simpsons, it started off with marketing Bart. 
like Bart was the big thing. Like that's how I got drawn in because I was like, oh, I like skateboarding. Um, and I like mischievous uh, kid. Like mischievous kid. You like kids. doing the Bartman, and, and I want to do the Bartman. Bartman. I want to get. I like, I like doing the Urkel and, and hang out with uh, <laughs> with bad boys. But then swiftly, I mean, that lasted like only a couple years, and by then it was already. I mean, they still were leaning on Bart here and there to keep that demo, but Homer had already become the star. Yeah. And at that point, the show really reached its ubiquity in being able to be for everyone. And that was the the luck of the draw for them because if it had just leaned on Bart, the show is not, we're not talking about the show right now. Right. I just, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. But Because that's yeah. for kids. Yeah. Like, do you think my dad was watching SpongeBob without me? You know, like no. there is no other show <laughs> before that that like, a parent was turning on a cartoon or an animated show and going like, oh, I'm going to watch this without my kid. Yeah. I just, I'd be red flag, to well, be honest with you. <laughs> but, but that's, and that's something that, and you mentioned the the range of the show. And I think that's something that Family Guy and South Park struggle with. And st- they just can't do it. And I, and I get that South Park has had some emotional episodes and I know that Family Guy has, I guess, I don't think it has. No, but I don't think that so. caliber. But, but yeah. they're, they're, none of those shows have a moment like, like the, the episode with Homer's mom. Like, where you sit there and you go, oh, holy shit, the show could actually get like really heart wrenching. Like there's scenes in this show in The Simpsons that get really dark, you know, like where his alcoholism brings him to, you know, Patty and Selma and he has to borrow money. And I remember as a kid thinking like, this is really dark. Like this is this is something that I'm learning that def- has definitely happened. I've seen some of my uh, my relatives do that. And like that was also the biggest flex that the show could do is that it could make those episodes and then right afterwards he could fall out flat and then barney would laugh and then you know mo would make a joke like i mean that's mm-hmm. and that was the the the, the uncanny ability of the show and i think that i mean it's similar all, to king if you think about it it is exactly. very similar yeah. yeah i mean the episode where bart is trying to pass a test and he can't like he gets so frustrated and like cries like yeah i remember that feeling as a kid like i started crying watching that episode because it's frustrating to try to succeed and you still fail and like that was shit that was not being said on other no. children, like on other animated series and no one expected it for cartoons um yeah. and I, I i mean i think it's telling that like all of us pretty much said that we dropped off at 12 because i think that's when the show stopped doing that and it's when the show i mean maybe it didn't stop doing that it just stopped became becoming reliable reliably able to do that and you know there were you you mentioned the fantastical caffrey and that's ultimately what happened with me too, because my the last episode I watched was uh, I think Simpsons for Safari, and I just remember being like, "What do what is this? Like, what is this show? Like, why why am the first off there was no last, and the second off there was nothing to mine out of it. It was just like, oh, here's Homer being stupid in another <laughs> setting. Like, that's mm-hmm. not enough for me. Like, this is another cartoon now at that point. Um, you know, um, let's talk about Triassa Horror though, um, <laughs> real quick, because. I think that's the big brand that's bringing us here. It's, uh, it's certainly the, the brand that's uh, we're entertaining right now because it's spooky season. Um, when you think, when you, when you hear Treehouse of Horror, what is the first, what is the segment for you or maybe the episode that comes to mind? Randall, what's your, what's your go-to Treehouse? I mean, it's, it's little, it's the shinning. It's, yeah. uh, it's shut up boy. you want to get sued. I mean, that's like my friends and I quoted it ad nauseum when I was young. Although I also would say that the other one that comes to mind is the very first one, The Bad Dream House, uh, because I was young enough when that came out that that episode actually scared me. Like, uh, I remember that very vividly. That and I'll always remember um, when Homer becomes, like, digitized and he oh, goes yeah, into, yeah, like, yeah. the yeah, Homega Man or something? Homega no, no, that's Man, yeah. Homer, Homer Cubed. Homer Cubed. Homer Cubed. Oh, yeah, yeah. and then... Homega Man's another but one. It, I remember I didn't get it when I was a kid, but now it makes me laugh so hard, which is that when he gets spit out into our world, 
the first place he goes is an erotic cake shop. That <laughs> right. to me is so funny. Like I, as a kid, I was like, I, I couldn't piece those two disparate things together, but now I can. And it's, uh, it's, those are the things I think I, that first come to mind. Jen, what about you? Uh, the Devil and Homer Simpson. That's my all-time favorite episode. And Terror at Five and How Feet, Bart Simpson's Dracula. It's just, that is my favorite episode of all of them. Um, we actually did, um, on Psychoanalysis, we ranked all of the segments in one of our very first Comfort Horror episodes. Um, and with Justin, was, right? Justin, I think yeah, yeah. With Justin, it's still our highest, most listened to episode, which I think kind of speaks to the power of The Simpsons. But man, this is like I talk about comfort horror all the time, and this is my number one comfort horror. Like I watch uh-huh. it all the time. This episode in particular, but I like to just put them all on. Um, I will say I have a big bone to pick with The Simpsons because it should be Treehouse of Terror, not Treehouse of Horror, because of. The alliteration. alliteration. Yes. <laughs> Although it's not technically alliteration, but it just drives me insane. And then you it's know. Tot, which is an abbreviation for Trick or Treat. So, Oh. Because that's the name of the character in Trick or Treat, the little guy with the burlap sack on his, his head. His name is Sam. Sam. Oh, it's Sam. Why do you think it's it was Sam. Tot? I'm yeah. a fucking no, okay. Don't listen to anything. I'm a lot of right. evil Tods around. I just know? love characters with my name. So. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Well, tr- Trick or Treat to you, uh, Caffrey. When you think of Treehouse of Horror... Uh, what is the segment that you think of? I mean, all the or even the been, episode. All the ones that have been said, I mean, the, the Gremlin one, especially the Twilight Zone, but know what I think of is the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street parody with Groundskeeper Willie. Yep. Yeah. And, and this is something I love about Treehouse of, of te- I said Terror of Horror, which I'm sure we'll get into with the King parody we're about to discuss, is that they were really funny, but they were actually pretty scary also. Yeah. And yeah. When, I th- when I think about when they think they've killed Willie and then he rises up as the bagpipe spider, that and it's this weird <laughs> yeah. it's really cool. background thing. It's actually pretty freaky. When I think about um, Homer at the end of the Raven poem, seeing the Bart Raven outside the window, like that's how you would yeah. end a horror movie. When they begin the, I don't know which one it is, but when they begin it with... Um, you just see horse hooves on the ground and that's a headless horseman with Krusty's severed head. I mean, these, these are moments that actually scared me as a little kid. And um, I think the Nightmare on Elm Street parody, more so than the rest of them especially, I mean, it, it gets pretty grody. I mean, you see Millhouse like, wait, no, no, that Millhouse gets killed in the uh, one where they're eating the kids, the Soylent yeah. Green one, right? <laughs> either, either way. I'll I always remember that one because of, yeah. I think it was one of the first appearances of Uter, which is a yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost said Uter is my favorite character, Uter. but he's so <laughs> insubstantial. I couldn't doesn't, say, doesn't like, my flavors back. <laughs> it's, it, it's great because when they cook them, everyone's dressed in like German words. Yeah, like, it's so good. <laughs> I love to her, like, it's, I forget, which episode, is it the hockey episode where Homer's like, tell the, you know, it's not right to make fun of others for being different. And then he just sees Uter and seems yeah. like, that kid's got teeth. And he starts like, <laughs> like with whipping the with the yeah. towel. It's so fun. Oh, I, 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 I do the dialogue the, the thing that was so good about yeah. this this era is that like it's like what Sammy's saying it's like every line just fucking hits and it, mm-hmm. it's like I, I think of like the part with the Nightmare on, on Evergreen Terrace episode that you're mentioning Caffrey when it's just like when when even Marge is like well that's interesting but I don't know what that has to do with Groundskeeper Willie and the kids are like <laughs> uh, well we didn't mention Groundskeeper right. Willie <laughs> it's just like, or like they, lousy also, smart weather yeah the smart yeah, the weather smart yeah, the smart so weather good. it's such a, such a good God. bit like I can never yeah. come, it's amazing amazing I love it uh, Sammy since you're coming in new here and in terms of uh, the Simpsons though I think you you actually might be able to be a, a good uh, uh, judge for which ones that really stand out. Um, so I have two. You have two. Um, okay. Because there's a newer, not newer, but like newer to me because we watched, we oh, went I know further this say. year. I yeah. yeah. 
Um, but my favorite one is Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. Isn't that the one with the? <laughs> yeah, the, it's all uh-huh. we've. So we've named every segment in what I consider to be the best Treehouse of Horror, which is uh, it's six Treehouse of Horror six, which is in '95. It's from season seven. Um, yeah, it's the the Attack of the Fifty Foot Eyesores. The There's, song that she sings is so funny to me. Yes, like that, is, I. That's the mascot one where they, the mascots yeah. come yes. alive. And yes, that's, yeah. Yeah. and you that's can't, the one that doesn't and work Homer, in Tennessee. Also, so. yes, and that's that, that's I I had to reference because I that, I get that song stuck in my head all the time. And I also think mm-hmm. in an age where everyone gets outraged about shit online. It's one of the most timeless fucking impressions. And just things. when Homer can't not look at him, and it's like because the big guy with yeah. the donut, it just cracked Lard me lad. up. Um, but <laughs> I also Lard like lad. I could see so. how this show probably got you guys into horror. Like I feel like without the show, you wouldn't have like it's, it's like entry level type of stuff. If I had watched this as a kid, I would have been like, oh, what is this a reference to? I want to watch what it's a reference to. That's a big of part thing. of it. That that that, and that's ultimately why I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of constant readers today are from. Um, Absolutely, I mean, you know. there's so many that they do, and because like at the beginning, you could tell some of them weren't just like it's like this new one, just about it. It was like all a bunch of horror movies kind of intertwined. Like even the Harry Potter one, which isn't great, it has different like jokes about other things, not just Harry Potter. Yeah. So it was just you know like you got a smorgasbord of references as opposed to just one thing. Yeah. Um, but my new favorite one that we watched this year really cackling at this one. is the the dolphin one. I thought oh, that I loved the dolphin one. I, I thought I, it was I don't think so fucking I mean, funny. I've, I've not seen a lot of the trails. Um, is it like a, is it like a spoof of Tusk, but with a dolphin instead of a? No, it's no. like it, it's it's all these dolphins that are taking over and they're gonna kill the world. And um, yeah. and, they, and there's they come I mean, on land and they take yeah. over. Yes, I'm looking for the episode because it's gonna like Night of the Dolphin. It's twelve. Yeah. So, so the the last year, basically, I probably watched it. Other than oh, to be fair, this is the thing that's amazing about Treehouse of Horror. And I mean, look, we're literally talking about The Simpsons right now because of Treehouse of Horror. It is the one thing, other than the Simpsons movie, which I actually uh, liked a lot. I credit a lot of that to Albert Brooks. But um, and also some of the more standout episodes, like if they do, you know, like the 300th episode, or the 400th mm-hmm. episode, or if there's some major guest star thing or whatever. Maybe I'll come back and be like, all right, I'll go back. But it's it's always Treehouse of Horror. I, I, I mean, I was, we were scanning through the Disney Plus stuff. There's maybe only like one or two that I don't remember. But I mostly always go back to it. It's like a tradition that I, I don't want to miss because it's like what you're saying, Jen. Like, there is something so comfortable about it. Like, I think of, like, when I think of Halloween, I think of Snick, um, uh. or especially as, as a kid. I think of... Snick, and then also this, like, this is like, you know, Simpsons aired on 8, 8 p.m. So in, in in this time of the year in Florida, it's right around the sun would set. And so I remember vividly um, Sunday nights just hearing, seeing the Simpsons playing in, in, in the windows as I had run home from the park. And so it's a it's very entrenched in that of, of the, those fall days when the, the air is starting to get cool. Um, you know, maybe there are pumpkins out in the on the because it's runs around like when school started for you guys. Like when we were watching, you could see that sometimes it was the like the it first start. episode yeah. of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is cool. Like cool that you could start. It's like a start of a new season, and it's a spooky episode. Like, yeah. I, I think that's fun to look forward to. It's a good tradition. It's a, it's definitely a good tradition. It's one thing I love, and it's you know, it's surprisingly, um, not too uh, entrenched in King, which is my uh, segment right here. I want to get into. Hello, this is Jason, co-host of the All 80s Movies Podcast, with a message from Factor Meals. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you will always have new flavors to explore. Treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Um, You know, obviously, we mentioned The Shinning, which is from Trios of Horror 5, which was aired in 94. Um, and uh, we actually screened it at our creep show uh, back in September, and you could see that it, people still connect with that one. So it was big, but... um. I'm going to go in through some crossover, some other crossover stuff with uh, with King that kind of catch us up to where we are today. So, um, you know, in addition to The Shining, um, they also reference The Shining in season four episode, Brother from the Same Planet. Um, it's in the beginning of the episode, Homer forgets to pick up Bart. Um, and you see Millhouse and he's warning Trab, Pooh, Kid, oh, yeah, Trab, and it's that. supposed to be like Red Rum. Mm-hmm. Um in the season 12 episode, The Blunder Years, there's references to Stand By Me. Yeah, I just, um, I'd never seen that episode because I had stopped watching by that point. So I watched it today. And, um, Are you good? Well, it's fine. I mean, it, I, you can see the marked difference in quality. It wasn't really funny, but a couple laughs. But it, it is really indebted to Stand By Me. There's like some stuff that is really directly uh referencing it it's like you know lenny carl mo and homer are like the four kids and then the bullies like the ace merrill it's the mobsters it's like fat tony oh and um, which is kind of funny it's like younger versions of them and then uh but then you know homer finds a dead body and but then it ties into this it's not like directly referencing it it's like very much sort of a vessel through which to do this whole like oh it's actually the dead body is actually smithers dad and oh, uh, it's like a weird story. I don't know. I, it wasn't a bad episode, but I thought the Stand By Me stuff was was pretty cool. It was it was well was strong. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought it was it, it was a loving parody of it. You know, it's interesting too because I believe that season that's season twelve, and then the King himself appeared in an episode in season twelve, which is called Insane Clown Poppy. And he's I watched at a book that fair. As well, yeah, yeah we it's, watched it's that cute. Today. I mean, it's the lamp fine. monster. Yeah. No, no that, that's a Family Guy bit. Oh, yeah, the, is the, it? Mm. In this yeah, one, so it's he, like a, there's a bunch of literary celebrities who voice. They go to a book fair and yeah. um, like That's Amy Tan's right, yeah. in it. Like John Updike does his own voice in it. Um, who else? Uh, what's his Doesn't, name? Tom, Tom Clancy. And does, then um, uh, does Thomas Pynchon do one? He's it's not this one, but he oh, is it's in, a different one. He, he has in another Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. Okay, okay. But no, uh, King does a bit where Marge goes up to him and she's like, what's your next tale of the macabre going to be about? And King is like. Oh, I'm kind of, I'm not writing horror right now. I'm writing a autobiography or he's like, I'm writing a book about ben, Benjamin Franklin. And she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, but then it turns into a horror where he's like, oh, he invented electricity. And then he opened the gates to hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then kind of like revival a little bit. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, and King himself voiced it. And, uh, yeah, it's a charming little cameo. I, it, is it, I thought it was pretty good. It's the, the funny bit for that for me is like, it's like, oh, uh, tell me, like, remind me to when you go and write another horror book. And he actually gets at a post it note and he's like, uh, call Marge regarding <laughs> oh. horror. <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Um, also, in that episode, which is interesting, um, Little King's Dominion, because Drew Barrymore is in that episode. Ah, um, she voices Sophie, Krusty's daughter. Yeah, Krusty's <laughs> daughter. And then Jay Moore uh, voices Christopher Walken. Um, and uh, Fat Tony 
is also in it, who's voiced by Joe Mantegna mm. uh, from Thinner, and today is the anniversary of Thinner. But then you mentioned Amy Tan, Randall, and Amy Tan, I believe, is a member of the Rock Bottom yep. Remainders. Um, with and Matt Groening. With Matt Groening. So I did not know he, would, of, he Is he the only literary? I mean, I guess he technically is a literary guy because he did the, uh, what's that comic called with the roller skating rabbit that shows up in The that, Simpsons? Yeah, something from hell. Yeah. Um, so I guess is he is. Is that real? Yeah. A roller skating rabbit comic? Yeah, yeah. That sounds he, cool. You, you see it in The Simpsons. I think you maybe even see it in the opening credits in early seasons, but it's a comic strip that Matt Groening started off with. Um, yeah, he seems like the outlier in that band. Though. I know it's funny. It's yeah. like Amy Tan, Stephen King, and then him. Who do you think has more net worth? Probably Matt Groening right now, Oh, right? he's probably, he's so rich, man. Oh, I mean, from he, residuals, he was, dude? Yeah. I mean, he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. I know, I was not oh, going to bring wow. that up, but I'm glad you did. Um, oh, we don't have to uh, talk about I'm just saying. I know, I know, it is strange. Well, I think, <laughs> he is I, on the originally, I think originally the um, Terror at Five or Six Feet or whatever was actually on the Lolita Express. And saw a little <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, so anyway, go, um, I, I, I wanted to make, I literally had a joke that I written, wrote down here and I wasn't going to do it. But anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> you brought up the Epstein Island. Rumors are that he likes his feet rubbed, um, so. Yeah, yeah, so, we, yeah we, we opened the box. Hey, man, I, look, I didn't, I'm not friends with Jeffrey Epstein. That's his fault. <laughs> well, I'm putting a dome on this conversation, um, which is a, a nice little reference that uh, to the movie because the movie, the Simpsons movie and Under the Dome, some sort of uh, coincidental ties. Yeah, uh, it's so no- funny. When when I read Under the Dome, I was like, oh, because I, I think I had just recently seen the Simpsons movie, and it was such a weird coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Although, it's like to be- Armageddon Deep Impact kind of thing. Yeah. And it's fair to, to, to say that King had the idea in the 70s, so it's not like the Simpsons did it. And I mean, they did do it, <laughs> Simpsons but did so, it. Did, so did King. So um, Simpsons predicts. I, so looking at this rundown, I'm kind of surprised there's not more, and I'm sure there is. I mean, I, I was just mostly leaning on like Simpsons Wikipedia. But I like, thought of one, and I don't think it's superficial because I was surprised too because I read the I read the Simpsons Wikipedia. I looked for other Reddit threads and everything. There was one I didn't see mentioned, and maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but on the Bart Simpson's Dracula Treehouse of Horror, which obviously is mostly spoofing Bram Stoker's Dracula, the 1992 film. The way Bart is, or maybe it's not Bart. I can't remember who. I can't remember which kids are the vampires first. No, oh, Bart. They, yeah, yeah. They uh-huh. come to the window to it's very it's like Salem's, Salem's Lot. lot. Yeah, yes. it was like Salem's Lot. The TV show to me, the way it's kids floating outside the window and scratching. Now I know vampires at the I think window. It's Bart. Yeah, was like not invented by Salem's Lot, but there's something about the way the kids are floating and scratching that seemed like it was very indebted to the Salem's Lot miniseries, at least. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I've got one other too. Dial Z for Zombie, uh, one of the earliest ones. Uh, that's you know, um, it begins with Bart finding a book about the. It's like a Necronomicon, but he wants to raise their dead cat, and they go to a pet cemetery. And That's right. You're right you're it's right. not. It's not like they don't ever say pet cemetery or like really riff on the king aspect of it, because then it turns into more of a Night of the Living Dead riff. But the pet cemetery aspect is there. Yeah, I was trying to think of other ones. I mean, I, I looked I, it up, Caffrey. It is Bart. He goes up to the window and he said, come on, Lisa. It's so cool. You get to stay up all night drinking blood. Well, hey, and even think about the Glick brothers, right? Like it's a sibling thing. And I think mm-hmm. the pet, I mean, I, I think st- definitely safe to say that Stephen King popularized the pet cemetery idea. And because it's about, because it, it essentially is coming from that plot point of pet cemetery. Um yeah, yeah it's trying to raise a, a dead animal and it yeah, being like, a bad thing. I, <laughs> I, I could have sworn there was like a Needful Things reference in The Simpsons, but I just I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't find it. I thought there was a Dead Zone one, but then weirdly enough, South Park directly spoofs the Dead Zone. Well, there's the Ned the Zone, which is a later instance. Yeah, there's, there's some episodes that have like names that riff on King properties, but I don't think they directly reference King in the episode. Uh, well. I mean, how can you not? Like the similarities to like King writes a lot about like, 
you know, poorer families that are in kind of rural areas. So it's like rural. That's such rural, a rural, rural, rural. But but so you can't like it's hard not to make those connections, even if like they're not supposed to be like you can draw to them yourself. Well, that's you what know? I was going to ask. That's a good seg for me, because I was going to say, like, what is it even if they aren't explicit references to King? Like, what is it about Springfield that maybe does feel Kingian by design? Like, I mean, it seems a little bit bigger of a town than, say, Castle Rock. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd say, I mean, I don't know if there's any power plants, uh, nuclear power plants in any of King's towns. Um, I'm well, sure I think it's like, not. I think just by virtue of it being primarily a blue, blue collar town. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. get a lot of those, honestly, in a lot of like television. And I think just focusing on lower middle class uh, people in a working class town. I mean, you know, it's and Springfield's not like, you know, a dust bowl or anything, but it is primarily staffed with blue collar people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that that's the big joke, I guess, is that we don't really uh, ever know where it is. Although I've always thought it's just Springfield, Illinois. But Didn't he say um, it was Oregon, I think, a couple of years ago? I think ago? at one point. Yeah they, yeah, they make that joke where in the movie where uh, Flanders brings Bart to like all the different points of, uh-huh. uh, you, could, you could literally see every terrain known to man, <laughs> like <laughs> from a mountain. Um, anything it, else? Yeah, it's like, it's a small town. Like it's small enough that you interact with people that you don't necessarily like. Like I think about like Wilma and Nettie are going to run into each other in Castle Rock the way like, I don't know, Flanders and Homer live next to each other. But like you're interacting with people. So there's conflict. Whereas like I'm in a driving city. So I just don't see people I don't like, you know. It's also just the ensemble nature of it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that we're there long enough to really get to know the character. Which I think was a benefit for The Simpsons for a long time. But I don't know, man. I think like. They, I think they got a couple good one-off characters, and they won't let go of them. You know what I, I mean? Agree. And like I, that, that applies to this to this uh, it episode. Um, but we can talk about well, that in a second. Well, let's talk about it now. I think that's okay. a good uh, th- th- seg because we can kind of wield in a little bit more of our uh, Kingian echoes that we see in Springfield. But um, I mean, just first off the bat, I mean, what do we think about this? I mean, five years later, they're capitalizing on it. Seems a little late. I guess at this point, maybe they are waiting to see if it was going to, you know, be entrenched in pop culture. I think being the highest grossing horror film of all time says enough of it as it is. But um, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I guess for me, um, I'll, I'll be quite honest. Like, I, I kind of just felt like meh about this. It, it, for me, it just felt like a very another Simpsons Treehouse of Horror where I was entertained for 30 minutes or 20 minutes. But ultimately, it just felt like it was... Um, I don't know, kind of wearing uh, a Simpsons skin over the It Touchstones. Mm. That's kind of where I felt about it um, in a way. Yeah. I, uh, I have similar thoughts, but I don't know. I don't, I don't want to rain shit on it before. Uh, no, no, no. I just before Caffrey to- can weigh in because I know Caff <laughs> liked it. So Caff yeah, I did. Liked I, it. Well, all right. And I should say it's been a minute. So, I mean, I, like I said, I was checking in with the Simpsons kind of over the years, but it's been a while since I've watched a, a recent Simpsons episode. So I don't know if it was maybe just me comparing it to something like the movie I've seen episodes since the movie, but I don't remember them very well. And so maybe it, I was just comparing it favorably to that, but I don't know. I, there was something about the sense of humor that just felt a little sneakier to me than the Simpsons has. And in, in the recent times I've seen it, um, I think even right off the bat that they're just kind of digging into the mainness of Stephen King. Like I really I like that part. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed yeah. that. I was like, okay, it, it was almost like a, they've done their homework kind of thing. Um, and because once again it goes back to what I said before, like I, no, I should say I, I wasn't like, you know, falling over, gut busting, laughing or anything. Like I, 
Emmett, like the Homer Palooza episode or the Fat Homer episode or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, which, I mean, I watched those episodes. I like cackle. It wasn't like that for me, but it what did. Computers. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm. I literally have to bite my tongue to not spit out like 15 quotes from those episodes. I know. Which oh, I yeah. Yeah. Homer, Homer Palooza is my favorite episode of all time. With a rag yeah. on a stick. Yeah, I, could go, I could go on. Tell him to his pick up his puppy. <laughs> and he like. We'll, we'll be happy to treat you to a garbage bag full. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh. but it does go back to that. I think it scratches that treehouse horror itch for me because I actually thought there were moments that were pretty creepy of it also like it kind of functioned as both a fun horror cartoon for me and something that was very funny um i i like too that they were taking the purity of it like the poem and then just making yeah. it so shallow <laughs> and cheap because that's that felt very simpsons to me like oh we're gonna mm-hmm. take everything meaningful about it and just kind of shit on it a little bit um yeah so it, it, it largely really worked for me but like you said because it sounds like you guys have watched um even though you maybe haven't watched uh regular episodes you, you've watched the tree houses of horror every year and i haven't i mean i haven't i haven't seen a tree house of horror gosh and probably no exaggeration like 20 years at this point oh, wow. so may, maybe so that might be it for me too like that i i just was like oh cool tree house of horror again haha mm-hmm. um yeah so i think that's the best way i can i can articulate all of it and i thought that i, I thought it was having fun i liked i liked that we see a little barney get like bloodily it, killed yeah. in the beginning i just thought that was a, a cool move to do i will say i was confused because i thought young comic book guy was barney for like the longest time and i was like wait a minute didn't he well, yeah. i didn't know who it was yeah you had the same well no i didn't know who barney was and because they were little so i didn't understand like i didn't i don't know that character that well i guess like yeah. he's never stands out to me so it's like i don't know who this is well, and, he, and he wasn't really acting this, this version of barney wasn't really acting like barney he was just kind of like yeah. a kid who looked like barney um which maybe goes to what you guys are saying like just mm. putting this kind of skin on yep. one thing but um i thought it was a really i i thought it was a funny twist that the bullies were like superintendent chalmers and the principal and the music yeah teacher. i thought that was i funny. loved that i don't know yeah. it, it just it, weird, it weirdly like subverted everything that i love about both the simpsons and it and so i i just thought it was like a very charming fun exercise of genre storytelling that's the, that's the best defense i can give of it but uh go what ahead about- shit, shit away boys well, Jen, no no Jen, Jen, what did you yeah i thought it was fine like i there were a lot of the little flourishes that i liked like i loved the, the Sousa t-shirt that was like a joke for like 10 people and i'm one of those people you know um and i loved like the pie in the face kill and the intestines making balloon animals um yeah, but i nasty. think Ultimately, it just overstayed its welcome, which I think when you see like most of the Treehouse of Terrors, like those segments are like seven ish minutes and they can be as weird as they want and you never get tired of it. And I think like I just kind of got bored by the end. I also it was Lenny Erasure. Like, why are we following comic guy when Lenny is not one of the people? I agree. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and this is where I can get at. The ensemble's gotten too big, and not only has it gotten too... Like, comic book guy is not a character. He is no, a guy yeah. who shows up in one scene, makes Does fun the of line. the... He was the vessel for making fun of the fans, and mm-hmm. uh, which was great. Like, that's what Simpsons is so good at, was they always had a character that represented a certain thing they wanted to satirize or parody or make fun of. And they operate... You know, if they want to make fun of the education system, they had Skinner or Miss Krabappel. If they wanted to make fun of... Uh, you know, um, uh, capitalism, corporate greed, they had Mr. Burns. Like, all these people fit different archetypes that they could build episodes around, but some people you can't build an episode around, really, and, yeah. and that's reflected in the fact that he doesn't even have a name. He is comic book guy. 
And that joke is not funny to me, the idea that he is just named comic book guy. And that's, that's, I think, speaks to where I struggled with. And I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was, you know, it was, like, I agree with you, Mike. Yeah, I didn't think it was awful. It was just, Like, it was entertaining. Um, And, and I was thinking a lot about, like, I, I don't think like the writing was bad necessarily. And when I was, when I watched some of these, I, I, you know, and I think a lot of the, the Simpsons isn't bad actually is because so many people said late Simpsons, like later Simpsons sucks, right? Like that was the vibe was, and I feel like in, in some ways that's because people feel betrayed by the show they loved when they were young. It's not the same as it used to be, blah, blah, blah. Things evolve. That's what happens when shows are on for 30 years or whatever. But so then people sort of did the thing that culture does, which is it overreacts. And it says, no, actually Simpsons is great. And the thing is, I don't think Simpsons is is uh, is is bad. I think like because it, it has a lot of good writers that work on it. But I just think that um, humor has changed so much, and yeah. humor is so self-referential now. And I hate that, and it's really annoying. And it's basically, and this is me being. I mean, I'm readily able to admit that I am just old man yells at cloud right now because I am like, if this is what people find funny, in, and this is like when I I never feel more disconnected from culture. Than when people are losing their minds over an SNL sketch and I watch it and I'm and like, it is offensive how bad SNL is to me. But and then, more often than not, it's just literally taking whatever they're making fun of and just doing well, it. You say yeah, no well, then like humor and it's like, I'm 10 years younger than you and I feel the same way. Like you yeah. mentioned SNL and Simpsons is it's the same where it's like you've started with the, these writers and it's gone through eras. So not all the writers are going to be great. They're not going to be like Conan's at the beginning, you know, yeah, and so. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone through different eras and you can feel the change. Well, you can, yeah, see, you can feel the bars set and then how that you just can't reach some of those. Well, there's bars that again. too. I mean, there's just the aspect that it'll never be as good as it was because that was such a unique assemblage of talent at that time that had all converged yeah. on this one show. And so it's more so like um, humor has like become this snake that eats its own tail in that we pretty much just present things that are that people perceive to be true and that and that it, it come it's it goes back to those like epic movie scary movie kind of deal where it's like yes it's exactly. just reference like you just reference something and that's yeah. the joke and even on now the simpsons like where there were there were plenty of good you know well-constructed jokes in this episode i wouldn't say any of them made me laugh but i could recognize okay that at least joke has some some meat to it but mike you said that this was like uh just putting the skin of it over this or Simpsons over the over it. And I agree. And I, I actually was going to bring up the Barney thing, too. I'm like, this isn't Barney, right? Like, this is right. uh, this is like if a little kid talked like Barney and exactly. and the voice made me laugh because it just sounds like a little kid imitating like an angry old woman. And it's 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 such a bad voice like that. It makes me laugh. But um, and I thought some of the ingenuity of like the way the clown was represented, like Crusto was represented, was really cool. Like, I agree with you, Jen. You mentioned like the clown sort style kills right like which is not something yeah. that that it pennywise does in the in the book and i thought it was a fun thing to integrate into the simpsons it's like yeah do some clown kills like i don't need fidelity from this the problem was right. that they were trying to tell the whole story uh which they didn't need yeah. to do i was watching the shining you didn't need to do that at all yeah i was watching the shining which is like seven minutes long and yeah it's the shining but they hit like a couple beats and then everything in between is they still feel recognizably like the characters. Uh, like yeah. what's so great about the shinning is like, yeah, Jack's an alcoholic. And one of the reasons he goes crazy is because he can't drink. 
But then with Homer, it's great because it naturally dovetails with him just loving beer, but then no TV. You add that aspect and it's like, yes, this is Homer. Like this feels very true mm-hmm. to Homer. Yeah. Everyone in this right. in this episode didn't really feel like they're actual characters. They felt like mm-hmm. they were playing these uh, archetypes from from it and they but then they started self-referencing the archetypes right they're like oh no i'm like the dirty crusty kid and i'm this one mm-hmm. and i'm this one and they, they like say that and then they're doing these flashbacks and they're like oh no most like oh no we don't need a flashback for that one like it's it's all self-aware meta jokes which is very much where culture is because everything is transparent now so we kind of have to make fun of the artifice and that to me is just desperately deeply unfunny like it's not yeah. funny to me and so it makes me mad because i'm like there are inspired bits in it. Like the main, them doing the main accents was very, very funny. That was probably the hardest yeah. I laughed at it. And then, um, and I was reading an interview with the showrunner and uh, and he was talking about, oh, we didn't just want to do a bunch of references and stuff like that. But then, so they basically took like two minutes and crammed every reference into that where there's like a, a mattress store called Dr. Sleep. Yes. And it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. there's a misery banner. There's a store called Needful Crap. And I'm like, there's no real jokes here. You know what I mean? It's, it's no hanging fruit. Like it, yeah. you said earlier, like, like what I liked about the original <laughs> ones is that it's the core story, but they do things differently with it. They make it their own. Yeah. This one felt like it. here's it again, you know, with like subtle changes that didn't make sense. Like, I would have understood if Comic Book Man was um, Marge's husband, like, but right. not one of the losers. Like, yeah. why wouldn't it have been Flanders or even Milhouse's dad? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it really. I, it, I thought it's they were going to confound Would have been great. I, I, I oh, you but know that's what? That's who a loser. Kirk would Van Houten's my favorite right. character. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> can I borrow? Can a feeling I buy you a feeling? <laughs> that's so oh, inspiring. Did you sing that? Didn't you sing that, you sing that at your wedding? wedding? Yeah, I sang at my wedding for my wedding. You know, I love that episode because when you rewatch it as an adult, you're like, "Oh, he's horrible!" Like Kirk is like, "There's no, he's a kid." You're like, "Oh, I feel bad for him." But but um, it's funny though because I actually had, I don't know, I I feel like I felt like it was kind of changing the source material just enough because I I thought the route they were gonna go, which would have been really dark, was a comic book guy was gonna become like the Tom Brogan character and yeah, wait, is his last name Brogan in it? Did I say that Brogan? I think. Tom Rogan, I think. So we have Tom Rogan, Heck Drogan, the Dogan. <laughs> we all know he does Dorgan. this. It's, it's, I, no, it's, it's every week. I, there's a different one. Like oh, the, that toolbox of his. Uh, oh, you know, he's yeah, he's got but, some, uh, he's got a couple of wrenches that are the same. <laughs> yeah, and they're all from the company Ogan. And uh, but, <laughs> but I thought I thought they were gonna go in that direction. Like, oh, he's gonna become the villain or become kind of like a Tom Henry Bowers character. And I kind of like that he did. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but like. I it just it felt it felt very um, quietly surprising to me the whole time. I, I, mean, I don't know. I because um, we watched it twice. The first time I watched it last night, I was a little drunk. I got home drunk and we put it on, and I didn't like it. And then I watched it again today, and things kind of grew on me. But the one thing I hated was that they didn't do the stuff with the names that they usually do with like the. Um, when the creators come in with like the produced by oh, or I, oh, like, yeah. like yeah. James Hell Brooks, I completely mm-hmm. agree. I was waiting for Matt, that at the end. Matt like, Gro- Groening, Matt yeah, Groening. And it just yeah, said his name, and I was surprise. like, "This is lame." Like, I'm so used to that, and it's like that's such a creative thing that I looked forward to every time because this is coming from someone who's mm-hmm. only watched the best of the best. Like, I literally have watched up to season 13 of the Treehouse of Horrors, so I have watched ones that are amazing. Like, could be in a comedy book of some of the best writing ever, and then I watch this one, and it's like okay like this is where's the joke here like it's not really funny you know like 
It's like you've I've I've played like all the greatest uh, hits of the um of the Beatles, and then you go to like um I don't know like a 1986 album from um like Paul McCartney or something. Exactly, like and, you're just like, and like, oh, like oh, okay. the soundtrack oh, to, give my, to give my I regards mean, to Broad if, Street. If I were a fan like yeah. you guys, and you start with every episode, every minute of the 22 minutes is great. It's well written. It's well thought out, and then you slowly get to where it's every couple minutes is fine. You know, there's like stuff in between, and then it's like. There are whole seasons where maybe you get like three episodes that are funny. So I get it. You can see you can see it now. I see it now. This was the first time I was like, oh, wow, it did drop in quality because there was some like peripheral humor. Because That's some of my favorite stuff. That's that's what they were used to be great at. The visual. Yeah. And it was like, so suicide like, notes, formerly good vibrations. Like that's such a fucking great <laughs> joke. And, like, and it was just low hanging fruit in this one. Like for me, I was like, yeah. oh, OK, good one. Like it just was like, all right. Like the, lo- the lobster thing I did like, but it's like also like everyone knows that about Maine. Like that's not some niche joke, really. Well, it's like the even I always think of it, the Flieger and I always do this joke, but it's like uh, it's like when Lionel Hutz appears in court and he's like, I think we're going to be OK. I watched Matlock last night and then <laughs> the you think that's off. already like that's already the joke. But then they dig deeper and you're like, oh, the sound was off and I didn't really I get think to I got uh, the gist. But I think I got the gist or whatever. And like it's like that, like that ultimate hit of like the boom, boom, boom. Like they used yeah. to be so good at that. And like and I think that's ultimately the vacuous feeling I get with these episodes is that I just don't feel that like I'm in this world and it's almost like going home for the holidays in college and expecting like your high school friends and everyone to still be there and the, the, the things to happen. And that's not the case. Like maybe you see one friend and that's it. And you're hanging out in the place that you might've hung out with before, but it's not the same. And like, that's kind of how I feel like going back to the Simpsons, like, Oh yeah, it's Springfield. It's, it's certainly the characters I know no one's really doing the things they used to do anymore. <laughs> like, am, am I wrong? That's not Wayne's basement. Yeah, that's not Wayne's basement. <laughs> am, am I wrong in party on Wayne party? Wayne, party on Garth. Wayne's, Wayne's world. world. It, uh, it, am I wrong in that? And I didn't watch it. Was there a regular Treehouse of Horror this year also that was the anthology? It's airing. I think that's next. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Oh, the I didn't Babadook. Know that. So, oh really? And I'll say yeah. this. I'll say this. Like I saw a clip from the new one. And it's it's riffing on a death. What is it? Death book or whatever. Death the, note. Death note. Yeah. The anime. And they. Oh, that's they real. Style I it. it was a joke today. No, I, I saw th- it on Twitter. That's real. Oh, that's. I awesome. think it's real. I mean, but it's styled like an anime, and I think that's really cool. Like, I love Treehouse of Horror being this vessel for The Simpsons because they have so much money. I'm sure to like really experiment with form and storytelling. That's a cool. That's great, and I support that. Like, it's a I great just, sandbox. I just yeah. want to em- emphasize, like, I'm not. I I don't want to be a hater on this. It's just like, and I think maybe my frustration comes from the fact that I am Principal Skinner saying, uh, "Am I out of no, touch?" No, they're not. Wrong. No, the kids are wrong. And it's like I feel that way sometimes, and that's where I feel this dis- disconnect from culture because I'm like, am I just old and I don't get it anymore? Or and, and the thing is, that's not true either because it's just. The humor has changed, and yeah. and I don't want to be the old guy who screams and says it's not funny, it, you idiots. But it's just for me personally. I think I feel an amount of frustration because I'm like, I wish I felt, I wish I was laughing when I would watch this, but it just does not appeal to me. And that's probably my own fault because the only thing I laugh at anymore are like people posting about diarrhea on Twitter. So well, um, that's not all it. We, we we laugh about some really fun um, uncouth shit sometimes too, <laughs> of which we won't bring up here. No. Um, but Jen, you mentioned something uh, about the time and the runtime and about how this is kind of the one-off. And I think that's important to discuss here because, you know, 
obviously this was an experiment for them. You mentioned Randall, the, the, the Treehouse of Horror being a bed for a foundation to, to have some experimentation. This was an experiment to be a one-off. Ultimately, I think I agree with you, Jen, in that I do think that the segmented, the bite size, uh, the, 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 the Halloween treat candy that we would have with the, the Simpsons. Fun size Snickers. Like a, the fun size mm-hmm. Snickers, the fun size Simpsons. I think that works really well. And I, and I want to pose this question, and maybe this, this might be a good way to round it out a little bit. It, what if this was just, if you, they, they did, oh, maybe we'll do it, but we'll also do all King. And we can kind of do a bunch of King stories that we could kind of parody or all throughout for three different segments. I kind of wonder if that works out better or if that maybe seems a little too redundant. I don't know. but No, I think that would have been way better. It should say something that you can get more story out of a seven-minute segment than we got in a 20-minute like episode. Yeah. I have felt more and I've had things stick with me more from like those quick seven minutes, yeah. you know, because they get maybe some of them even like five because yeah. it's a 22-minute episode and there have been they always have three usually, yeah. which is a lot of story to tell in that amount of time. And I feel like I got more feeling, more storytelling from the smaller segments than I got from this whole 22 minute thing. Yeah. Cause I, I think that, well, I'll, I'll wait for a second on that, but uh, what, what, what do you think, Jen? I mean, do you, do you wish you got like kind of three bite sized king sized? Uh, yeah, uh, I think that would be syrup? fun. Now I know family guy did an episode like that. I think oh, a couple okay. of years ago and they did Shank Redemption misery and uh, I think I Stand know. By Me, actually. Stand I think, By Me, we, yeah. We pulled so. a couple of those clips for the creep show, but yeah. Um, um, yeah, okay. Then I guess Family Guy did it. Yeah. As, as I would say. Um, I mean, but, I think I would, I would probably enjoy that more than what we got, you know, or like, I don't know, maybe they tell this one in this year's. They tell like the kids' version in this year's and then they do another chapter later or something. I don't know. Because like it, with like what you're saying, Sammy, is like with the three one offs when they're so bonkers, you like you never get bored. And yeah. so like because those little flourishes, those little lines about like the sound was off, but I got the drift. That's the icing on the cake. But there has to be cake there. And I feel like yeah. by the end of this one, I was just so bored with the cake that I wasn't even paying attention anymore. I had to go back and look at what uh, Carl's dream was because I just forgotten. You know? Well, and that's that's the thing. I think by being this <laughs> not feature length, because we've, we've certainly seen a feature length uh, movie. <laughs> feature Simpsons. length for Simpsons. Uh, yeah. The 20 minute length. The, I've never seen it. You know, the full episode. It's it's a fun movie. I actually really like it. But um, I I do think that they had to lean on the heart. And like one of the problems I have with this is that, and you brought up an article that you can kind of oh, digress God, on, Randall. That is that it, it's just it, it like I don't need that much uh, sort of heart and thought into like especially a Treehouse of Horror episode. It makes sense in The Simpsons. It makes sense in The Simpsons, even though this is a thirty-four year long fucking show in which no one ages. Um, although I hear Homer loses one more hair this season, um, or <laughs> did in the past, and. I think you, know, you guys are we, the same age as him now. Too. We are yeah. probably at this point, but oh. we, you know, we, we, no one ages, they've changed the things, but when you do the narrative and you go for the heart, it makes more sense in the regular episodes. I don't want that in the Treehouse of horror. Nope. Yeah, I the want... whole fun of it was like in Treehouse of horror, anything goes like you can kill yes. anybody in this world. Right. And that's like, a really Maggie fun is part. an alien and her leg comes off. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't want. And yet I don't they want tried feelings, to do yeah. heart in this, and it didn't work for me either. For which like, one? The... For this new one. Like they tried to do the heart of it. Yes. Like, and it didn't work for me at all. Well, I it's didn't... like, why are we doing this? These these aren't even the real characters. So <laughs> it's like, well, and I I'll know, say, I don't know. I'll say, go sc- for this because Screen Rant strikes again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's this oh, insane screen. I couldn't believe this. Screen oh Rant article. Uh, I'm not gonna. It's it's eight thousand words, like all their articles. So it's like I'm not gonna read mm-hmm. the whole thing, obviously, but. 
but I mean, basically, it's SEO driven, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. Sure. It's yeah. it's uh, the Simpsons fixed an it movie problem by changing Stephen King's story as the headline. And I know I'm just giving them what they want by reading uh-huh. this shit, but it's like, <laughs> but it, it's just they write this shit to to make everyone uh, kill themselves. But it's like, so basically, <laughs> they're saying that this is uh, this is this is it, it improves upon King's book. Because it actually adds stakes to the romance. Because by having, uh, uh, you know, by having uh, the comic book guy steal Homer's poem, then it creates a stronger love triangle than uh, with between Bill, Ben, and Beverly. Because obviously, that is the real thrust of it, and what everyone cares about. That's the last um, thing I think about when I yeah, think exactly. Yes, well, like, in the, the novel version of it and its movie adaptations, there were some moving scenes and at least one devastating death. However, the central trio of Bill, Ben, and Beverly all emerged from the story unscathed. As the main characters, it was clear that they were never going to die, and they didn't. In contrast, the Simpsons spoof of Stephen King's It injected real stakes into their love triangle by killing off comic book guy. It was strange to say, but the Simpsons parody of Pennywise ended up taking a bigger risk than its characters from the Stephen King I mean, book. this is ridiculous. I am it, going what? to shoot myself in the head. That is <laughs> baffling to me, that that is someone's take and someone got paid to write it. Well, I mean, it's, I mean yeah. It, it, are they pay- I don't know. I look, and I, we've all freelance. <laughs> I've written stories maybe I'm not proud of, but I'm saying like, are is I always thought screenwriting's thing is just to be SEO driven and clickbaity. And and and, and look, I, I actually I have to write a lot of SEO copy for my job. I'm not knocking. Well, I hope SEO you're not pitching copy. screen ran anytime no. soon because they're <laughs> no, gonna hear this and be like, "Fuck <laughs> these guys." But there's a way, um, and you, the the common sense around SEO nowadays is actually to not write like that. Is actually just uh-huh. to make your copy unique and authoritative and not worry about all these like bullshit headers they have and everything. Yeah. But is so I always thought that's what their purpose was or their sort of driving force. Is it contrarianism? Like, are they writing stuff just to? Provoke I think they just throw off? everything at the wall possible. And, uh, anyways, it's it, we don't have to get into all that. I just thought that this piece yeah, was, bad. was very nuts. And, uh, and I mean, <laughs> they just. But it's like I'm trying to find. It's so long. It's hard. Well, to I'm find. glad it, you it brought like it. Dystopian but uh, reading it. It was weird. Well, it was like exactly. A, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. The only I'm reason go- why I wanted to bring it up is because I think it illuminates the idea that like the fact that there's even an ability to make a take like this. <laughs> kind of elucidates, for, at least for me, why I had a problem with this is that like I, we had too much, too, there's too much um, girth or too much length here for us to have these sort of conversations. I don't need these these sort of, uh, um, I don't know, not, not, not takes, but conversations about a treehouse of horror. Because for me, it's like, I don't care about the drama. I don't right. care about the tension. Like, that's not the point of treehouse of Make horror. Make me laugh. Exactly. I know, I want or clown like, murder, you know? Yeah, yeah, or, like, yeah or murder. It's like, but he, uh, here's the section you pulled, Mike, that made, made us all laugh. Uh, the sight of comic book guy sacrificing his life so that he can yeah. make amends for keeping Homer and Marge apart was a rare case of the show using its large supporting cast for effective drama and a weirdly touching moment in an otherwise silly over-the-top episode. It's just kind that, of like, what? this is, but this is partly, I think, why I, like, this is where I struggle with a lot of modern art because- there is this effort to like always um, create that sort of three act structure and that that kind of emotional growth for characters when sometimes you yes. don't need that. And it's like you don't need uh, it. No. Yeah. Like uh, you look at all these like early Treehouse of Horrors and a lot of them just end with like because they're like, oh, yes. we're out of seven minutes. All right. Somebody gets their head cut off and then we're done. And that didn't. Some of them don't... are dour endings, too. Yeah, like, very dour. They leave very you dour. with like, oh, fuck, like. 
that's terrible. The fall. Like, that's the point. Himself to death. The gallows humor is what should be fueling these these <laughs> segments. And like, well, it, of- it, it'd be like if someone in the '90s had written an art, uh, like an article in the in a zine or in Spin magazine, being how like, you know, it's kind of sad what how groundskeeper Willie failed three times to save uh, Bart uh, in all those episodes. You know, in the in the tree, <laughs> yeah. the latest Treehouse of Horror episode. Or if I someone mean, about that Family Guy episode where they did Shawshank was like, you know, like it was kind of a little more heartfelt than the original movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> could exactly you imagine? It, <laughs> like, well, they, obviously, this person hasn't read the book because this new one even had more fucking heart than like the miniseries and the book. They were trying so hard to add like moments that you know pulled at your heartstrings and to say that this simpsons episode had more of that is crazy to yeah, me it's, it's well, little, and also it's to a, say that the show is never usually doesn't do that is also a little bit silly i mean maybe they don't do it as much as they used to but i mean the show is kind of known like no, i think they for do the, it all the time now i mean do i think now. that's they, kind of like it's, how an, it easy is yeah. it's an easy crutch yeah it's funny because even just thinking about the the bart simpsons dracula episode that literally ends with like the the, and the solving of the mystery is oh no the whole family's been vampires the whole time like yeah. right. sounds a vampire and they, just and then they, sing. Yeah. And they do the Charlie Brown Christmas thing right. it's so, so good funny I love it well, like even the dolphin one that I had brought up it ends with the dolphins basically banning them to the sea and they all have to just live in the sea and Krusty is just floating there dead and they're all sitting on the couch just watching TV so the dolphins can go on land and it's like they don't end happy no, like, ever. no. and they end they're, they're, the, the whole point of it is to be tongue in cheek, to have gallows humor, and to be as irreverent as possible. And like that's where I'm like, when you shared that article, I was just like, oh my god, that is just such a perfect microcosm for where we are right now. Yeah, and that like it, it's just. And anyway, we don't have to digress too much. Well, on I'll it. just say one last thing about it, which ties back to our initial criticism of it, which is that it's not even as if this speaks to the larger characters within the world of the show because they essentially reskinned everyone. So there's elements of Homer and Marge that are recognizable from the show, but by and large, they're just acting like the characters from it. So this is just this manufactured drama that really doesn't speak anything to the, like the reason Homer's mom episode is like, you know, the one where Homer's mom shows up voiced by who voices her? Somebody famous. Um, Susan Sarandon. Anyways, it's like that episode is considered one of the Susan most. Susan Sarandon. Is, I think. Well, actually, Who let me is, check this. I, I got to look this up now. Pam Anderson. Right? Pam, uh, Pam Anderson. What a babe. Uh, but no, I think it's. But it's like that episode is considered one of the most moving episodes. And I think it has to do in a lot of ways with all the history we know about Homer's upbringing up, up until that Glenn point. Close. And it was Glenn Close. That makes sense. It's like, and, uh, and it, but it actually like speaks to like this character as we know him and this family as we know it. And here they're just trying to create this sort of manufactured drama that is rooted in Stephen King's story, but also twisted. And so it just feels like this, you know, very writerly thing where it's like, it just, it, they're using these, it's like, remember how I complained about Castle Rock season two? Cause I'm like, you give me Ace Merrill, you kill him in the first episode and then you make him some faceless monster who isn't Ace Merrill, but he's just in the body. That's, and that, that's yeah. me like strips it of the whole meaning because I watch this because I want I'm like, oh, there's history with this character, and I want to see how that spreads here, but then none of that yeah, matters. Exa- and that's well, kind of, I think, my criticism of that. Oh, totally. I mean, well, that, that, that's what I was saying earlier. It's just like, I get the heart when it's in regular episodes because it matters. In this case, it's, it's, it, it shouldn't. It's, 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 a, it's a one-off. It's a, why, why do I need to care about the arc of these characters at all? Yeah. Like, and that's the whole conceit or like, of Or like, make horror. Bart and Lisa, like, make them the the children you know what i mean like right. like make it use the actual children you have on the show instead of uh trying to reskin homer and marge and all them to be the losers club 
do one with like Bart and Lisa and Milhouse and Nelson and and Martin yeah, and this Ralphie huge fucking yeah Ralph and this Georgie, huge like you know yeah it like doesn't this... need to be like an exact replica like the, again like I said I like how they take it and make it their own yeah piecemeal and it. what they did in this one the stuff that they made their own just didn't work for me I mean even down to like I mean I and I guess the, the score they did the score thing in The Shining but like and they they have touchstones like touchstones is the key word yeah like hit the touchstones you don't need to do literal adaptations and I think that's kind of where I'm at with a lot of, um, it's like what you were saying, Randall, earlier, which is like self-referential stuff. It's just like, you know, you're not even making jokes as mo- so much as like just giving it to us so that we're all Leonardo DiCaprio for once in a while. We're all Rick Dalton. We're yeah, all point pointing at it and be like, hey, look at that, yeah, look at that. they just recreated shots like like Georgie getting yeah. pulled into the sewer. It's just the exact shot from the movie and there's no joke to it. Like, whereas like you think right. about the Shinning episode and it's like she finds his, uh, his typewriter, right? And it's supposed to be, oh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, whatever. But then it says feeling fine on the typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> but then the lightning strikes and it's written all over the walls. Like, yeah, you know, that's no such TV a good writer. joke. God, and, that's such yeah, a good joke. And that's Whereas what... in this one, they tried to make the fact that Marge is like afraid of seltzer water or something. And I was like, what is what is this joke? I don't understand the reference. Like, right. I'm what am I supposed to laugh yeah, at? Yeah, it was here? very, I mean, there were some jokes that land. Like, I thought the, I mean, whenever they make fun of Fox, I think it's great. Like with the, the crusty poster with Fox, I think it's funny. That felt a little old school. And then <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, the problematic speed inception. Bit. Yeah, I mean, some of it were all right. I mean, for us, I think we all like enjoyed the Tiny Knockers bit at the end. But like, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. the joke about being the only black guy in Maine too was great. that was pretty. Yeah, yeah that was pretty yeah. funny. I, I so I I don't know. I mean, there was definitely so enough. I mean, again, I haven't watched The Simpsons in over twenty years, as we were talking about. Like, other than Trials of Horror, it was a serviceable episode. I think that's about as much as I expected from it. Um, any other thoughts on this up? I I had a little like very. I don't even know if I'd call it King's Dominion. <laughs> Just more of a realization I had for myself. All right. So at the end, or during the kids confronting uh, Cresto, Homer has a power glove on. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Nintendo power glove. And I would argue in this that I, it's weird because they have comic book guy kind of in the Ben role, but I'd argue that Homer is sort of a um, combination of Ben and Bill uh, yeah. from the Lizards Club. And Mike. Yeah. And yeah, 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 exactly. And then so I was thinking, I'm like, oh, that's funny because the the dude who played Ben in the It TV miniseries, I remember he was in this movie called I'll Be Home for Christmas with Leslie Nielsen, and he uses a power glove in it. And I went down this rabbit hole, and then I realized, and this is crazy. So the 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 guy who played Ben in It, the the who you guys met in Maine, Ryan obviously. Crane. Is not the actor from I'll Be Home for Christmas. Is not the actor from Heavyweights. He's not the actor who plays Cosmo in the Mick Kids commercials that I love so much. That is actually this other actor named Patrick Lebrec. And I looked online, and there are other people who have confused these two. And it was just, it, I, it's not even it's like a Mandela it just, effect. It was so weird. It was, and it, there were like Reddit threads about, like, oh, yeah, the kid from it was Cosmo from the Mick Kids commercials, which I had always thought too, but it's not. So, so the, the kid from it was in it. And I think like, Pete and Pete, right? I think he was he was in also, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't he? Ben? Oh, Wonder Years. Wonder Years. Sorry, no, that's yeah. Not, yeah. Was Fred Savage's friend in Wonder Years, and then this other guy, Patrick Lebrec, who's kind of dropped off the face of the earth. No one knows where he is. He was all these other roles that I thought he was. <laughs> no anyway. one knows where he is. No one I, knows so where was, he is. It was really bizarre. <laughs> I, for years, like I'm glad I wasn't in Maine because I I would have been like, yeah, when you did the Mick kit, you were Cosmo. That's awesome. Like, like that would have been a funny thing. Like 
I don't know. You'd probably laugh at it. Or Cosmo from the Burger King, whatever. Is it yeah. McKids? Uh, not McKids. Uh, different. These are oh, okay. flesh and blood kids. I was thinking of the, Bur- ki- the BK the kids, kids were cartoons. Uh, constant listeners, um, this is, uh, you have now entered Caffrey's mind. <laughs> like, I do the yeah. same thing, though. I do this. I thought the girl from Matchstick Men um, and Drag Me to Hell was um, uh, Egg from uh, Arrested Development. That is true. Oh, you did think that yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that all yeah. the time. And like my mind my just automatically assumes it. It's the Mandela effect. You know, something yeah. that we wrap, true to you. Before we wrap up, Mike, <laughs> uh, I, did we know that Stephen King turned down a cameo in this episode? Oh, I did not know that. I yes, oh. he did. I read an interview with the showrunner uh, and he said that. Hold on, let me bring up the uh, quote here. Yeah, he, they wanted King to play a grave digger and do a voice cameo. And I think they thought since he had done a voice back in season 12 that he would gladly do it again and he turned it down um so he wow. and they said that seems strange for him nice. he's like well, yeah i don't really like he, comic book guy <laughs> and he said um this is what the show I'm a said. guy he goes well you know former guest star stephen king declined to participate in this one yeah he didn't want to do it i don't know what his problem was I don't think he quite, some of these authors, they don't understand that they have all the power. He's the brand. He must know that. He's Stephen King. So iconic. Like, I don't even think I have time to read all the books he's written in the rest of my life, let alone for one person to write all those books. So they sound a little annoyed that he didn't do it. I know. Yeah. It's a little That's weird. Really and charitable. Dude, he's I mean, like I an guess... older man. Like I know. He did it for before. Like, it's not a big deal. He Fuck. doesn't like... need to either. I mean, it's right. kind of, yeah. And then uh, yeah, so they used that to be like, it used to be like something of pride, you know, for an actor to be featured on the show. And now I feel like everyone's done it. Oh, I know. know. Now right. it's like, hey, well, hey next guys, episode, Chris we, uh, Hardwick is coming up. I can't wait. Oh, God, that would kill me. I hate I guess we succeeded where the Simpsons didn't this year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Some shade. Didn't want Just to be kidding. in an episode where they were making references to Bitcoin and or uh, not Bitcoin, their poster oh, and oh, the, the crypto poster was yes. kind of funny just because there was a but then the Reddit reference to he's like, I spend all my time on Reddit. And yeah, I'm just that, like, these are just low bearing fruit. Jokes. Yeah, I agree is. with you 100 yeah. percent, Sammy. I those jokes annoy me and I think they're they're very easy and they're Internet brain people. But I will say and I'm a Reddit just, user, like, but just the idea of a crypto poster that says crypto with a babe in a bikini like sitting on a corvette is very funny to me because i want that poster and i will hang it in my room but no um but they apparently wrote uh stephen king to voice a quote-unquote scary grave digger who turns out to be a monster uh but they said it was ultimately good for us because we didn't have time for that scene i don't know what we would have cut despite the fact that we're only telling one story in the 20 minutes and 40 seconds allotted we barely fit it all in we barely fit in part one in the vague past and part two in the vague present so yeah, maybe like don't tell the whole story. <laughs> like just be funny. I know. <laughs> Seriously. It's, so yeah, sorry. I'm I, being really catty. I did. I didn't mean to. This. I. I don't mean to like shit all over it. I. I didn't think it was bad by any means. I just thought it, it felt so different from I think what I love about The Simpsons. And um. But obviously Dan felt different. And so I think that's the thing is, uh, The Simpsons is, has so many tendrils in its Malibu. ways that it that it appeals to people that I think um you know. It's 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 certainly not you know I certainly would never be one of those people that is like all Latter Day Simpson sucks it just does no, not no, hit no. for me anymore you know yeah. well let's nose it just to close us out um, quick noses no no final thoughts just noses uh, what one to five what do you give a two and a half two and a half two and a half yeah Caffrey 
I give it four. Four out of five. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. All right. How about this? Well, we've got a hey, look at it. Look, it's not here. my fault. You guys aren't fans of Stephen King or The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> the last defender of both Maybe we just didn't get it. King, our, our, our Stephen King on Reddit. What if, yeah. what if this little bonus episode just destroys the podcast because we all get angry at each other? I, I actually it's always like, hey, wonder. fuck you, man. Because like, there's like, there uh, on Doughboys, I mean, there's an episode where they get in like a vicious fight. and like Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's from years ago. But um, Oh, wow. Yeah, you I guys have disagreed on things before. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean, definitely. The Dawn that, of the yeah. Dead story is my favorite. Oh, that's yeah. our origin story. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Nightmares and Dreamscape, we didn't get like combated with each other, but that was like definitely the, the most like, I think, clashing opinions we've had on this well, show. Well, I think the, uh, the listeners love that episode. Those episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I enjoy talking to someone that has a different Real opinion. Real and I are really than me. stoked we weren't on those. Like, um, it, you see a different point of view. Also, that's what's fun about entertainment is that <laughs> we can interpret it differently. I know. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, we're, we're look, at this five years in, <laughs> if we can't accept the fact that we're different in opinion, then what are we doing this for? Um, Jen, noses. Two. Ooh. Fair, fair. Sorry. Randall. Two with the Tommy knocker on top, I guess. The Tommy knocker. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll give it two and a half. I'm feeling generous. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, thank I'm you for your generous two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolute venom. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with two. I, I think two is fair for me. Um, yeah, I mean, look. This is fun. I'm glad that we were able to do this. I was I was getting a little anxious because for a while, you know, it was impossible to figure out when this was going to run. Uh, Randall and I had been searching our emails for, for a date, and then we finally made it. I thought this was going to land uh, next weekend, and so we were going to have to wait until November. But we managed to get this in. And, you know, as, as, as mixed as I am about the newer episodes, it's never a bad time to stop in Springfield. I, I still love this series. I still love going back. I'm going to be going to the Simpsons World this weekend. Yeah, it should to, say something that there's a fucking theme park. It's or a like, theme park, and we're going to have fun. Yes. It's going to be good times. But uh, I think for you all, constant listeners, this is a fun little uh, bonus uh, Halloween treat. Uh, but don't go away, because on Friday... We're dropping our big old book episode on the Dark Tower Five Wolves of the Kala. Yeah. And uh that should take us into November, where we're gonna be uh staying on the path of the beam for Song of Susanna before finally reaching the tower in December with the final seventh book. Now, somewhere in there, we're gonna have a long watch episode on the mist. We're gonna talk to a very familiar face, which we've recorded already. And uh well, like my favorite John Ritter and Pam Dauber flick. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> I think until it, then. It, it no, no, no. Wait, really quick before we go. Do we know what the the anthology standard Treehouse of Horror that's going to come out in a few days? Do we know what it's parodying? Is not another King yes. thing? I'm sure. I hope not another you King thing. You said the Babadook, right? the Babadook, Babadook Death Note, and Westworld. Westworld. Well, there you have so it. So maybe we'll get the names on that one. Then. We might get the okay. names. We're going to have to yeah. find the names. But I hope uh, so. No, I, I flagged that too, Sammy. I was like, where's well, James Hell Brooks? I love seeing that. got super bummed. I look forward to that every time, and it bummed me out. Well, uh, hopefully it doesn't bum you all out this weekend, and hopefully uh, the episodes we've got coming out don't bum you out either. Until then, we'll be seeing you over long days. And, and pleasant, pleasant night. night. Some hot friends God, I got some hot friends I got some hot friends God, I got some hot friends But you know you want somebody To treat you good This is the end of our show For now We hope you enjoyed this production If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, 
Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>